0: Have you ever looked in the mirror and wanted something more? More in business, home life, relationship life? Say word if you agree. Word. In 2019, I created a business for coaches to market in this wacky way, virtual events, all with a seven to seven job. I'm a full-time nurse, by the way. And like you, there were just not enough hours in the day. My partner was feeling alone and generally, and this wasn't fun anymore. But then I realized I needed to build myself back up, mind, body, soul, and even my business. So I created a show that does just that, interviewing all types of coaches, life, wellness, fertility, career, financial, wealth, and business. Join me on my journey with some of the best coaches who wanna empower other coaches to live their best lives and build businesses that fulfill them. My name is Nicole Beatty and this is Fimpenor Coach Connection. Thanks Nicole for having me on
1: the show. Hi everyone. I am Mackenzie and I am a Pinterest strategist. And today I wanted to talk to you about using Pinterest for lead generation. And when I say using Pinterest, I am meaning fully organic, meaning you're not putting money into ads, but you are just putting your content out there. First, let's talk about what is Pinterest. Pinterest is actually a visual search engine. It does have some aspects of social media, like you are able to comment on people's pins as well as like and if you will heart them. But ideally, it is a visual search engine, meaning that you are or you are drawing people into your content by creating a graphic that will grab your reader's attention. Pinterest is a great way to grow your brand awareness by getting your creative content in front of a wider audience and also lead generation, lead generation, lead generation. Now, because Pinterest is a visual search engine, that means that your content is searchable, that you're able to grab your audience by using the type of keywords or keyword phrases that your audience uses. What makes Pinterest different is that 97% of businesses on Pinterest are unbranded. So anyone can go there and show up. And the best thing about that is, is that you're really able to grow your audience reach because you might be able to pull in a different audience type than you actually thought that was gravitating to your content. 80% of people who go on Pinterest are ready to buy. And... Growth on Pinterest is slower, but the longevity of your content is so much greater than other social media platforms. For example, Facebook. You put a post out on Facebook and it lasts, if you're lucky, 24 hours. Now with Pinterest, your content can last for months and even years. Think about when you, for example, go onto Pinterest and you look up a cookie recipe well, you want to make the, those amazing chocolate chip cookies that first pop up on the Pinterest page. Well, if you go and look at that that recipe, that recipe might have been created and put out on Pinterest in 2017. That is how many years of eyes on your content or on that person's content or recipe. So just think that Pinterest can allow your content to live a longer longer life, a longer shelf life. Pinterest can help you revive evergreen content. If you have a blog post or a podcast that is doing very very well, even if it's an older piece of content, you can always go in and make new pins, make new graphics for that for that piece of content and breathe new life into it. And remember, Pinterest is the top of your funnel. It's really helping you grab your audience's attention so that way they can make their way to your podcast and your blog post, and then in turn make their way to your website to learn more and more about you to really gain that like, know, and trust factor. Some information that you can get from Pinterest data is fantastic. There's, so there's three types of data that I look at when I am working with clients. I look at impressions, saves, and outbound clicks. Impressions, they tell us if your keywords are working. Is your content being shown up on people's searches? Saves tells us that your pins are clickable and drawing in your audience, but they're saving that content for later. Maybe if they are working on something for their business and they need your content a little bit later on with their strategy. Next, and I think is the most important, is your outbound clicks. It tells us that your pins have enticed your audience and that they go and actually check out your website. So this is telling us that that your graphics and that your keywords and your titles and your pin descriptions are bringing in that audience to your website. Also, you can grab data from Google Analytics. You're able to find out from Google Analytics the location of your audience, the scheduling times of when people are looking at your content, And also which graphics and content is doing well. You might have a topic that is doing very, very well. And you might have a topic that isn't bringing in as many people from Pinterest, which tells you that, hey, maybe your audience is really focusing on that topic, that one topic that's bringing people in. Also, a great thing to learn from Google Analytics is your audience demographic. You can find out in which country you're pulling people from. You can see what age range you're pulling people from. So you're really able to do a deep dive into your audience to really help hone in your content to focus on the audience that is gravitating to your content. Things to know when using Pinterest. Pinterest wants you to utilize that platform. So this means that they want you to use the different types of pins. They want you to use static pins, which is your basic... Pin that you see when you're scrolling, which is just that still graphic or still image. Video pins, which helps bring in people and have them get to know you a little bit better or have you teach them something. And idea pins. I cannot stress idea pins enough. That at the moment is the most important thing to be putting on your Pinterest page. Now, the point of an idea pin is that you are teaching someone or giving them little snippets of information to really draw them in. Think of an idea pin as something that you, a quick tip that you want to get your audience to know and understand. Second thing is consistency is key. Now, consistency can look different for different people. If you are creating content once a month, then that's fantastic. You keep creating that content once a month and create pins for that content. If you're creating content once a week, then create pins for those pieces of content that you're creating. But just stick to the same, to the same road, meaning you don't want to be wishy-washy with your content. If you are putting out that one piece of content, continue with that one piece of content. Now, if you do change up your consistency, which is totally fine, your analytics might be a bit wonky until Pinterest is learning what your new consistency is with Pinterest AI it is basically targeting what you are doing and it's not comparing you to your neighbor it's not comparing you to other people in your field or other people in your niche it's basically comparing yourself to what you have done in the past so your if you change up your consistency of how you are using Pinterest you might see a little bit of you might see that reflected in your data also Claim your website so you can start gathering all of the rich data Pinterest has to offer. Pinterest is a platform that, yes, they want you to stay on that platform, but also it is a vehicle to get people to your website. So if your website is claimed, then you're able to gather that information, the data about your your ideal audience and the data about the demographics of them, as well as what pins are doing well and what pins are not, or what content is doing well and what content is not.
0: So if someone is listening today and you're like, look, I love the idea of a virtual event, I would love to create one to enroll people into my coaching program or my one on one coaching. But quite frankly, I just don't think I can do it alone. I have things to do. I have all these things and I don't really know how to navigate the whole virtual event world. No problem. You got me your biz bestie Nicole Beatty at Fempreneur Online. You can create an awesome virtual event, a live virtual event with me and my team. Just go to fempanoronline.com to learn how. Here are a few quick tips to get you started.
1: First, definitely and foremost, please create a Pinterest business account or convert your personal account. Listen, do not recreate the wheel. If you have a very good following on your personal account and what you have pinned on your personal account is reflected in your business then by all means, keep that audience. Don't start over from scratch. If you already have people that are converting on your personal page, please just convert that to a business page and continue on with what you're doing. Second, claim your account to link it to your website or blog. Now, ideally, I would use it to your website because that's really what's gonna get, that's really ultimately where you want people to go. Second is apply for rich pins. Rich Pins is a great way for you to vet or is a great way for Pinterest to vet if you are a, if you're authentic, if you're really putting out what you're preaching. And the only time that I would say maybe to refrain from Rich Pins is if you are creating blog posts with recipes, because ideally a Rich Pin will tell, will pull information from your website and put it underneath of your pin, which would be your ingredients and your directions. And ideally you want people to go to your blog to see that information and not just get it right from Pinterest because then they won't be visiting your website. Secondly, do your keyword research on Pinterest. Because Pinterest is a search engine, use those search bars, the search bar tool. And then also there's a way in ads, in the ads department of Pinterest to do a deeper dive into keywords. Now, yes, keywords from Google might help you as well, but ideally you want to use keywords from Pinterest. Next, create optimized pins for your new fresh content. Pinterest is wanting fresh content. You put a new blog post out, create fresh content for it. Yes, you can repin old pins. That is, that is something that you can do, but you want to make sure that you are spacing them out in time. So you don't want to put the same pin out again and if not, or you don't want to put the same pin out if you want a 14 day, if not higher interval between that, because you don't want Pinterest to think you are being spam, spammy. And if that's the case, and they won't put your content front and center. And lastly, and I cannot repeat this more, consistency, 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 whatever your consistency is, you stick with it. Because remember, Pinterest is not comparing you to others. They're comparing you to what you have done in the past. So make sure that you are staying consistent. All right. So those are some quick tips for you to get started on Pinterest. Don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or if you want to chat on social media, that would be fantastic. And remember, that I also have a freebie for you guys, which is a quick checklist of what you should be adding on your Pinterest account to get you started and to get your profile optimized. And remember, it is a disservice to the audience you serve to stay the best kept secret. Your community needs you, you deserve to tell your story and how you make a positive impact and how you can change our lives. It's time to get your message out there. And don't forget, Pinterest is a fantastic way to do that.
0: Hey, hey, it's Nicole Beatty. And I'm looking for coaches out there to be a guest on Fepinor Coach Connection. Go to com slash guests to learn more and apply.